Welcome to episode number 56 of the Marvelous Friends Podcast, where four friends giving our honest review on all things MCU related. My name is Rob, your host, and with me are a few of my friends. My name is Rinaldi. Elise. And I'm Fergie. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Jessica Jones, the Netflix series, season one, episode four, and episode five. So, so guys, we're back. I feel like it's been a long time since we sat in the room together to record uh, for our listeners. We batch record ahead of time, and we release the episodes every week, uh, only because that's just an easy workflow. And so that means that it's been a while since we got together. How's everyone doing? We live in. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing good overall, but I am. I, I'd had a frustrating day today because my phone just stopped working. Mm. And uh, it's a long story, but I was going to get a a, a replacement phone, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't work out, and so I have to wait until tomorrow to get a replacement phone. Mm. And I feel like I've been conditioned to do everything through my phone. Mm. Um, one of those things is writing. I love to write. I'm writing a book that involves uh, some super heroics. And I couldn't write today because all mm. my story is on my phone. So mm. I was a little little bit down about that today. But other than that, I'm doing well. You know what's amazing? Your phone didn't hold you back from being here. Exactly. So that's that's always a good thing. But hopefully you get your phone fixed or you get a new phone. That would be great. Yeah, and I could finish that book. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you want to finish that book. How about you, Elise? How, how are you doing? I'm living. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just managing this weather Mm. it's been super rainy this week and yeah just trying to make sure that i keep myself healthy and not overbooking myself and exercising self-care all that stuff because what happens is that well luckily i get a hour for lunch but there's some days where i just find myself napping Mm. at my cubicle yep (laughs) but it's like mind your business anyway so no one has come to talk to me (laughs) But it's during my lunch break. I'm still productive outside mm-hmm. of that, you know. That's good. But yeah, but overall, well, and yeah, good to see you guys again. Yes. I, I always say this is one of the things I look forward to in the week is just recording and talking about Marvel stuff with, with all of you guys. But you, Fergie, how was your day? How are you doing? I'm straight vibing. Um, I'm glad we took a break because I got to catch up on some Netflix shows. Watch Midnight Mass, watch Squid Games. Oh, right. Made. Elise and I started a Korean show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Look at that. Um, so it was a good time, a good break, and I'm ready to dive in on some JJ. Yeah, we had to rewatch some episodes, right? Because when we were going to talk about episode four and episode five, we were like, wait, what happened in the first three episodes? Yeah, like, because the way they release these episodes, it's all blended and it's all, you know, it's basically one long episode. And so we had to rewatch it. But that's cool. You got to watch uh, Squid Game. Did you guys watch Squid, Squid Game? I'm still in the I, middle of it. I haven't started it. I'm you haven't ep- started it? Yeah, Jeez. I'm pretty bad. Dude. I'm on episode I need, six. I need, yeah. to, I need to get it together. Yeah. How, how are you liking Squid Game, Elise? I like it. Yeah. But you know what? These days, a lot of things just remind me of Battle Royale. So. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes <laughs> back to that. I'm you telling you, if you know, it. you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's, it's still great, though. Yeah. And um, yeah. We'll see how it concludes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 watched it. I'm so glad we did. Um, it's such a good show. It I, is. I, I, yeah, it's. A really I good really show. liked it. I don't want to spoil too much, but the ending was interesting, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how you looked right at Rinaldi when you. <laughs> he said, was looking at me, wanna... so I'm like, okay, I okay. Think I'm safe. He's like, don't spoil anything. <laughs> don't spoil anything, Rinaldi. When you can get to watching it, you got to watch Squid Game. You got to watch Lord of the Rings. You got to watch. You got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's hard good. to do that and write a book with a phone that doesn't work. Oh, well. But I'll make it work. One thing at a time. Yeah. Well, uh, and today we're going to talk about episode four and episode five of Jessica Jones. Uh, those of us listening, we want to thank you again for sticking with us for 56 episodes. What up? It, it feels like there have been more episodes, but, uh, but I'm proud that we're here. Um, and we're talking about the Netflix series, Jessica Jones. I know 
that we are very excited about this Netflix show. Jessica has discovered Kilgrave is following her and taking pictures. That's how episode three ends. Uh, but the biggest question that she's left with is, how is he doing it? And if there is, who is taking her picture? And that's that's sort of the main plot of this episode. But I, I, I feel like there's a lot that happens in this episode. Actually, I think, Elise, you said that you almost forgot what happened because there's so much yeah. that happens. Actually, there's one thing that happens that didn't need to happen, and I'll get there. But mm-hmm. what did you guys think of this episode? Episode four, um, you know, Jessica is trying to figure out who's taking her pictures, right? You know, obviously, Kilgrave's involved, but how is he doing it? And this episode starts with Jessica meeting with a potential new client. And this new client, her name is Audrey, is it? Uh, yes. Audrey, aka Kamala Harris. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, basically, it has that look. Yeah, oh crazy. my goodness, she has the look. That's yeah. it. Everything. It's Dang. white Kamala Harris. <laughs> Dang, Kamala. we can move on now. That, I wow, you. Wow, I didn't what see a that revelation. Coming. That's it, yeah. bro. We Even we saw way- Joe Biden. We saw Kamala. And we're just going through the whole cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause um, what's his face? Um, the cop that tried to kill Trish is like. Uh, Joe Biden when he was younger. Yes. <laughs> Yo. I don't know about that. And you said he looked like you said he looked it. like Steve Rogers. Mm. Or he has he kind of looks like he's Steve Rogers light. And I'll get to yeah. him. So Joe Biden, Joe Diet Joe Biden. Diet Joe Biden. <laughs> and Diet white Joe Kamala Biden. Harris. Yes. Yes. Never thought I would see it. Thank you so much for pulling the scales from my eyes, Fergie. That's that, it. I didn't even realize that. that. Um so White Kamala Harris, she suspects that her husband is going around cheating on her. She has proof and she wants, uh, she's trying to hire Jessica Jones to follow her husband and catch him in the act, take pictures and provide proof. Um, that's how this episode starts. Among many other things, uh, you got uh, Trish Walker and then you have Steve Rogers Light. So hmm. let me ask you guys this. How, that, that plot with, with, uh, with Trish and with Officer Steve Rogers Light. And that whole, like, he's, you know, coming to be, and he's like, oh, I, th- I think I killed her. What do we think about that plot, that whole story? Mm, I don't really care for it, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to get this I off my list. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, because I think it shows... Um, how do I put this? I think it shows like how, and maybe I'm reaching, but I think it shows like how Jessica compartmentalizes everything, mm-hmm. and Kilgrave's other victims don't think that way. Because okay. like when Jessica like jumped off the roof with him in that other episode, he was she was just like, "Go home, everything's fine, don't worry about it," and she's not thinking about the fact that he attacked a defenseless woman. Like, right. He's just she's just like, "Don't worry, you're fine, go home." So she didn't really think about that, but mm-hmm. the fact that he was like worried that he killed her, like, you know, I'm a cop and I killed, like, I, I attacked a defenseless person. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have did it quicker. Maybe it could have just been Jessica spying on him and he has that conversation with that cop instead of a whole like, oh, he's going to come back for revenge. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just have it be like one conversation. I thought that was interesting. I just wish it could have been done um, quicker. I just get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just have one conversation with another cop saying, "Like, yo, man, I, I think I, I think I hurt someone, and I don't know who to talk to about it, or something like that." I just think this guy needs to get over himself a little bit. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like I, I see what you're saying about like you know the execution of whatever they're trying to do there, but I think this guy he needs to get over himself a little bit. He needs to, you know, like understand that he was under, I won't say a spell, but like it was, you know, he was, mom was being controlled. Yeah, Kilgrave. He was being you know. influenced. Yeah, he was being influenced. And so at that point, he knows that she's alive. Make your apologies, make your amends, and then just leave it alone. But now you're trying to insert yourself into a situation that like oh, has little to about, do. You're talking about what happens afterward. Because um, Jessica confronts him afterward and says, yo everything's good 
you can leave. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the whole plot with Trish oh, and this. About the, whole, sorry. the whole plot. I was talking about this, the actual scene where Trish is worried, and it turns out, oh, like he's he thought he killed her or like put her in the hospital, and he's freaking out. I, I was more talking about that. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm talking about the whole plot that starts from there. I had a neutral opinion about um, Trish the first couple of episodes. Now it's just. She's knocking points off of me liking her. Um, she inserts herself way too much, and she wants to take control, even though she has no power or no reason to, and so that really bothers me. Um, later on in the episode, Samson, or Simpson, Simpson, yep, Simpson he, yep. he knocks on the door, and they have this conversation, and he gives her a box with a gun, right? Yeah. And... He walks back just to create some sort of safe space. And remind me again, was it? I think you said, what is she going to do with that? Right? Like, what's she going to do with that gun? Oh, like, what's that? The... Sounds like something else I don't remember. It's, it definitely was something you said. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like you put anything in Trisha's hand, it's not going to do anything, first of all, because of the last confrontation she had with this dude. She had like a. A stick or whatever, right? Yeah, she had a mm-hmm. stick. What's this like tiny gun gonna do? I think my thinking more so was like he brought an unlicensed gun to her house, so he could still <laughs> invade her property, take the gun, shoot her, kill her with it, and then no one knows where the gun came from. That was more my thinking. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. Okay, got it. Oh, that wow. makes sense. <laughs> but also, but also too, keep your door closed. Like, what? What is your interest in talking to this guy who just killed you? Like. Well, Do you have yeah. no boundaries? He was influenced, though. We know he's influenced, but beyond you that, that up before, right? Said, he's Get influenced. Over yourself, right? You didn't purposely do this. He did not. So then, why is this? So then, why is it in play in this, this scene? So I'm talking about Trish now. I'm talking about like but she, if, but she knows that he was influenced. So where's the fear? Where's why is there need to be a, a caution? Because this guy did not attack her on his own merit. Well, okay. Let's 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 work from this frame of mind, right? Yeah, she has PTSD. Thank you. So if if that happens, she's got PTSD. She she needs to like lay low, just like Jessica been telling her to do, and she just hasn't been doing it, right? Yeah. And and who knows what else is going on? Like, who's to say that he's not being influenced at that point, right? Yeah. She doesn't know. But beyond that, why does she need to defend herself using a gun where she just can keep her door closed, like? He tried to hammer that door down for 20 minutes and it, right. and it did not budge. So why open the opportunity to possibly open the door to him and let him in your house? I, like, what's the interest there? Why would you want to get to know this guy? I think it's just, to me, I'm just saying how I read the scene. I yeah. think it's just a natural curiosity mm. because I think it's just natural curiosity. Like, he came back. Mm. Like... You know, maybe in her mind, she just thought he would never see this guy again because he would he would he would want to distance himself from this incident. Mm-hmm. Like he would, you know, the shame of what he did, even if he was influenced, it would it would be like, all right, I don't I don't feel happy about what I did, even though I didn't do it on purpose. So I'm just gonna like separate myself from this situation, right? But he came back, so there's a curiosity. It's like, wait, why'd you come back? Yeah, I think that's what I don't like about her, just that curiosity. Because I'm like, it's just gonna get you in trouble. Like, why are you like risking it? That's, um, that's what she. That's what she lives for, man. She's she's a stereotypical white person in a horror movie. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like that's yeah. her. That's her yeah. DNA. Like she and she's and blonde, do everything. And she, the, yep. Yeah, do everything the opposite of a black person in a horror movie. That's that's Bro. just Trish. Yeah. When I was young, a young child, my father would go to the grocery store, buy avocados when they were like 99 cents, lovingly serve me some avocados, right? One day, he gave me a bad avocado. I got sick. I was probably around eight or nine. I swore off avocados with a vengeance since then, and I didn't go back to liking avocados till like a year ago. Uh, Trish needs that same energy 
when a man comes into her life and tries to kill her. I don't know why you would sit and entertain him through your door. It makes no sense. Like the benefit, I'm glad you sound like me. That's how I would, that's exactly (laughs) how I would lay out my thinking. Cause I think him talking to her only benefits him and his conscience. Right. She does not need to talk to him. I'm starting to think that she has a knack or a habit of, of, uh, I don't know how else to say this, but like this, like hero complex. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. that's exactly yeah, what it is. Because she has it with Jessica, and now she has it with this guy. She has this um desire because she feels like if she's not helping people, yeah, she has no self values. So yeah, that's kind of what it is. Mm. And people, no matter what race or ethnicity you are, I know I made that joke earlier. But regardless of whether you're black or white, whatever your race is, come on, Michael Jackson, you, you want <laughs> you want to feel valued, like yeah. you want to have value. I meant the song. I get him. that. I get okay. that. Yeah, not him. <laughs> you want to have value, <laughs> so she wants to feel valued, and I feel like even though Jessica and Trish have this bond of, or not bond, but this kind of like unspoken, like we're gonna look out for one another. Mm-hmm thing going on trish is kind of frustrated because she feels like um she feels like jessica doesn't value herself even though she has powers so she's kind of frustrated about that yeah so she's looking for value in the wrong places yeah now she's looking for it in the cop because i think there's some frustration that she has with jess now i think and you have a good point rob Mm -hmm. considering that Kilgrave is kind of like creating a whole shadow Mm -hmm. over everything I think you're going to have to put that on pause. Like this whole quest yeah. for value. Yep. Put that on pause. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Kilgrave is dealt with, then you can kind of go on this journey of self-discovery. Yeah. And you don't got to do it with the cop. You mm-hmm. can do it with some other dude. You, you, there's no necessity to... But this is Trish. She she just wants to take risks because that's just it's like... It's so silly That's who she is. She's also... Um, she's doing pretty well for herself. Like, she doesn't need this. Like, you you are you were a child actress. You have money. You have your own radio show. It sounds like you're a person of influence. Use your influence in the way that suits you instead of trying to be like your friend. We, right. we need the backstory because I think Elise said it earlier. I mean, obviously, I know the backstory. I've seen the show multiple right. times, but... I'm going to pretend I don't know the backstory for the purposes of this review. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pretend don't know the backstory. Because Elise uh, brought up earlier. <laughs> it's, it's hard because I want to like <laughs> blur it out. I want to blurt it out. But I'm like, nah, that's going to ruin it. You got to live in it. She's a yeah. bad <laughs> But yeah. But Elise kind of pointed out a scene in the earlier episode where... You know, Jessica was worried that Trisha's mom came back into her life. Mm-hmm. And Elise kind of took notice of that. Like, oh, that's interesting. Why mm-hmm. is Jessica so worried? Jessica's a very unflappable, like, composed. Nothing really shakes her. But Trisha's mom has got her a little spooked, you know. So clearly, there's something that happened with Trisha's mom mm-hmm. that may have formulated this these kind of psychological habits that Trish has, Mm -hmm. these compulsions. Mm -hmm. We're four episodes in, and I'm tired of Trish. (laughs) She, There's a mission uh, that if you don't attack the mission, if you don't go after it, it could ruin everybody's lives, especially Trish and especially Jessica and and all that stuff, right? And Trish decides to just go on this little side quest of hers for her own self-discovery because getting Kilgrave isn't enough, apparently. Well, I mean, getting Kilgrave requires a lot of sacrifice. It's like disrupting and uprooting your entire life right? on a hunch, mm-hmm. which I don't know if she brings... I know she, she's I know she's frustrated, and I think it's because of that. It's like, I feel like maybe if there was like a, a more solid plan, mm-hmm. like, okay, like, Kilgrave's holed up in this building, and he's too scared to come outside. Mm-hmm. So it's only a matter of time before I get somebody to like, you know... Uh, capture him Mm. i feel like if trish heard that from jessica she'd be like more like willing to kind of just sit tight and do nothing and kind of just be a motionless doll Mm -hmm. but because it's like okay i'm getting some leads i think i can catch him that's a lot to ask (laughs) to to give up your whole your life on a i think sure 
I also really want to talk to the director of this show because I'm like, is uh, Trish supposed to be a likable character? Because if not, A plus to this actress because <laughs> she is. I think she's supposed to be a sibling because this is a like a sibling dynamic. <laughs> Dang, like, but I, I like my sibling though. <laughs> No, well, I mean, but there's always but Jessica, rivalry, but so. Jessica, like Dang. Jessica, risked her life to save Trish like twice. So if she really didn't like Trish, she could just be like sipping her whiskey, being like, "All right, well, I'll go to your funeral." So obviously, so. she cares about Trish. It's just they don't, they just don't get along. There's a friction, and but that's, but that's I, what happens. Even with, if there's friction, though, why do I hate Trish? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to at least because she's not maybe using, like she's her. not using common sense. She's being emotional. That's why. This is a situation that requires, like Rob said, common sense. Like there's a a, a rapist serial killer that can can influence minds on the loose. Mm. You have to put everything that you that you legitimately want to the side. Mm -hmm. That's just the common sense solution, and you don't want to do it. (laughs) So quest, yeah. She even got like a Krav Maga like setup so that she can someday become a hero herself. Yeah. I just want to know if she's supposed to be a likable character or not. Yeah. I think all the other women on the show I have no problem with. It's just mm-hmm. her specifically. I think there's a, a healthy debate. That's why I like about this this show. There's a healthy debate with her. Because um, there's some women that really sympathize with her, especially when Jessica was like, is your mom back? So in their mind, they feel bad for her because they feel like something happened to her that made her this illogical. Mm. Like something out of her control and the fact that this show talks about control and lack of it and how it makes you yeah. bro wait till we get to daredevil mm. oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about for yeah. but i, I exactly but, but, but but i feel but i do feel like i feel like it's interesting how we're just ignoring the fact that Jessica went out of her way to save Trish wouldn't based on you guys' feelings wouldn't she just let her die like all right you're an adult woman Wait, no, what do you, not, what do you hear me saying? Yeah. Jessica dislikes Trish. We're saying that we don't. <laughs> yeah, we, well, I feel we, like they probably don't like them a yeah, little bit less. <laughs> I, at this point, am kind of feeling nice. like, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily care too much for her character, but she's okay right now. Um, but I don't really understand her decision to like, engage with simpson like i don't agree with, i think that's what makes her lose points for me this episode it's because like i, I, I don't like, like simpson so i'm like but i feel like okay. she's the type right. of, well with simpson <laughs> here's the thing here's the simpson. thing with simpson or with the with, simpson. with, with the officer yeah, yeah with, it is with steve rogers light yeah I, I don't know i'm willing to look at things from her point of view and not mine because i don't really care for i don't I like this dude because he creates conflict without being the quote unquote villain. That's why I like him. Mm-hmm. I think you need because Kilgrave's not even here, mm-hmm. so it's cool to have another source of conflict without Kilgrave. That's all I care about. I don't like his personality. I don't like his look. I don't like the way he talks to Jessica. I think he's very rude. I think he's very <laughs> like egocentric. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, get over yourself. It's kind of abrasive. Yeah, it's yeah, like, dude, you're not the, the only Kilgrave victim out here, bro. And you didn't get raped for an entire year like Jessica. So yeah. you need to relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, people have been worse off of Kilgrave than you. Yeah. Um, but I can understand why Trish is... I can understand Trish's point of view. That's yeah. I'll leave it there. Yep. Uh, the plot with Audrey Eastman and and how she hires Jessica to, you know, find her husband, take pictures, all that stuff. We discover later on that that was all like it was it was not true. Uh, it was all a setup to, I guess, catch Jessica to shoot her or something. Yeah, that, that didn't make to too kill much her? sense. It's like, why not just walk up to her and shoot her right then and there? But maybe maybe it was. Maybe in her mind she was gonna she wanted to humiliate Jessica, I guess. But like, but why? Well, because in her mind, she she hates all superpowered people. And she wants to humiliate them. She wants to like I don't know, like make them feel like they're they're dumb. That that was my interpretation of that whole thing. Uh, to be honest, she could have just walked in there, 
gave a little speech and shot her in the face like from jump if if she was really that fixated on all that i don't know why we had a whole do a whole investigation i think it shows some like some thought on her end like i don't know if going to someone's home and place of work to kill them is the best strategy right so i think from that perspective that's probably why she didn't immediately kill her but i also agree with you like why why go a whole week and have your husband be bait yeah i think she was preparing because like you see that scene where like she goes to that like isolated unknown location (laughs) and starts like practicing her shooting so it's like i don't think yeah i think also too she wouldn't kill jessica straight in her home because other people live there it's not just her residence so that's one and i think too it's just like maybe she's trying to plan because this is a super powered person Mm -hmm. so i think she's just trying to lure jessica onto their turf so that they have the upper hand Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, I don't the, know. You the still plan, committing the plan murder, makes, though. The plan makes sense, though. Yeah, the plan makes sense, and the thought behind the plan makes sense. I still can't get behind the why. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I just can't. They yeah, just. I don't ahead. know. Oh, why? I, the why isn't really the issue with me. I still have an issue with the plan. I, I mean, because either way, you're committing murder. You're committing a crime for which you will potentially risk yourself. Um, risk yourself uh to a police investigation either way so right i don't like, understand i don't know the plan just but she avenged her grandmother <laughs> yeah what? she, she avenged- was trying to avenge her no grandmother. no no the why made sense in her mind all superpowered people are responsible for her mother's death yeah right. the why that made sense yeah the why makes sense but then it does i bit my tongue <laughs> the why makes sense but then it doesn't because it's just like okay if you're going after Jessica, are you then going to go after the other superpower? <laughs> like, what's your plan for all yeah. the people yeah. who are stronger she, than her? I think she she picked Jessica because she's the she's the one that's most susceptible to bullets. At least, well, in she her didn't mind. even she didn't know it. She did not know. She just assumed, though. Mm. She did not assume. So then, why not go after? Why not go to Stark Tower and try to kill Tony Stark? She, Stark Tower is right, right down the street. Well, she's. N- it's not like she can just walk in with a gun, <laughs> you know. So, but like, but even if you watch that scene again, she shoots her to see if she's bulletproof. Right, because I think the husband says something oh, like, "Oh, yeah. okay, fu- if right. she's bulletproof so or something." She, so and then so she's, she's scrap, like, no. "Okay, scrap, scrap bulletproof." Then scrap right. that off the table because you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, part. she probably thinks she's the weakest out of the Avengers that were involved. Yeah. with the aliens mm-hmm. just the weakest mm. yeah in right. her mind because again like from in this universe people just saw news footage mm-hmm. yeah we got that actual like nick fury <laughs> the agent of shield you know classified stuff oh yeah the incident yeah we got the classified information these people just saw some stuff on the news mm-hmm. who knows how good that footage was so maybe in her mind she assumed all of them had powers like black widow had powers <laughs> hawkeye had powers. again her mind so she she probably doesn't know enough. Kind of like what you said. She right. didn't even know she was bulletproof. It would have mm-hmm. been a great like B plot to the whole season if there was a high powered couple taking out super like yeah. that. Because yeah. it's just like yeah. okay, you're mad at super powered <laughs> people, so you go after Jessica. I'm like, so after so since she's not the only one there. Are you going to go right. after the other ones? What, right. do, you, what do you do when you right. find the Hulk? Right. Yeah. Like, what what are you going to... I don't think she thought that far. She, she hasn't. But but that's what I was kind of getting at yeah. with this is that if this would have been a great B plot or C plot throughout the whole series. Yeah. But because it's shoehorned in one episode. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't... If For me, at least, it feels out of place. Yeah. Like, it feels like it doesn't belong in this episode. Yeah. Like, especially when you get that reveal, like, oh, she just wants yeah. to just shoot her. Oh, so she had nothing to do with Kilgrave, nothing to do with Trish, nothing to do with nope. any of the plots going on in the show. Nope. So this is just shoehorned in here. I just wasted my time. Well, I was telling Rob last night, they only put this scene in to be like, okay, now we want you to know that we know that we're talking about the Avengers. Right, exactly. It was just a subtle yeah, little it's a subtle plot. little like, hey, but I'm like you didn't have to here right. You didn't need to plan this whole thing in order to happen. Because I think, I can't remember if it's this episode or the next where we see little kids running through the park wearing yeah, like... Yeah, the next one. Um, we see little kids dressed yeah. up as superheroes. And so yeah. that that could have been enough. 
You didn't need to I do don't all know this. If this. That whole subplot was for that because they've been not okay. They haven't directly mentioned him. I don't know why I should keep saying flag waver. That's ridiculous. But <laughs> they've been using coded language to for the Avengers since episode one. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was for that. I think this whole subplot was they had to do 13 episodes and they only had enough story for like 12. <laughs> so they just had to use this to kind of fill what? some space. What? I don't, I but, don't know about but that. But fill some space, but also show Jessica being a detective because okay, I think, I think okay. you want to have her work other cases to show that okay, she's really good at what she does because she she did find where yeah. they were. Mm-hmm. She figured it out. You just gave me an idea. Go ahead, sorry. Um, so I think it was that show her do her job well in a different situation that's unrelated to Kilgrave. Yeah. So it's like, oh, she's not a detective because of what Kilgrave did to her. She's a detective because she likes being a detective and she's good at it. Mm. Kilgrave is just a bonus. Like mm. using those skills to get Kilgrave is just a bonus. Yeah. And. We need to fill some time because we don't have, we can't put Kilgrave in this episode. So, yeah, I, I guess, wow. I guess you're right. I didn't even think about that. I, I just, I don't know. What I, a waste I, of an episode! I, thank you, because yeah. I, I just feel like this didn't necessarily have. This doesn't have a place in the whole in the in the episodes we've watched so far. This doesn't have a. It doesn't sit right. No, this, this should else. have been an actual full case. Yeah. Well, <laughs> another idea that I came up with as I was hearing you guys talk um, was what if each episode she takes on a different case? Yeah. Unrelated to the story, unrelated to anything going on, somebody comes up to her with a problem. Yep. And they're hiring her to do her detective work. Every episode has a different case. And then throughout each episode, you have the Killmonger or Killmonger. Wow, Killgrave! <laughs> Killgrave. <laughs> you got the Killgrave plot um, in each episode. That's plot A, but plot B is the individual investigations per episode. That will help carry the episodes and fill your time. I think this scene that we're watching here only makes sense if something built up towards it mm-hmm. because yeah. of the investigations. Because even she says. Um, so she shoots her, finds out that like she's not bulletproof, and she says something like, oh, you probably don't even have laser eyes. So she has no idea what she can do. Yeah. Because she heard- Just different stories Different about stories her. about her. So this scene sounds more like it should be later in the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Makes sense. I feel like this show could, could have improved mm-hmm. by having different cases. And I think, I like your idea, Fergie, where it's like- you know, what if they were just killing a bunch of people yeah. that also had powers? Yeah. But they were like hiding their powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they but they were able to figure out that they had powers or whatever. Because now she's getting attacked from all angles. <laughs> Speaking of being attacked from all angles, or really one. So the main the main story of this uh episode is Jessica's trying to find out who's been taking pictures. Uh clearly kill grave, <laughs> not killmonger. This isn't Wakanda. That's a totally different ethnicity. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally different. Well, it's Killgrave, Killmonger, Kill, you know. Two funny accents, though. One's, I love British accents. Nah. Are, yeah. <laughs> it's like you have the proper British accent and nah, Panther Claws. I mean, they both try to kill their girlfriends. <laughs> but one with Panther Claws. <laughs> well, yeah, Killmonger just shot her. Killmonger put her out of her misery. <laughs> unlike poor Killgrave. Panther Claus sounds I mean, way, poor too, Jessica. way too close to uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, you be, do you believe in Panther Claus? <laughs> so so uh, this episode ends um, as Jessica's trying to discover, and she's doing, her again, her investigative work, right? Uh, and she finds out that uh, her neighbor, Malcolm, uh, we know Malcolm as uh, he's addicted to drugs. whatever, to just drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's he's basically the fifth floor druggie. Like, whatever floor she's mm-hmm. on, people know him as that. Uh, always fumbling and stumbling up and down the hallway. Uh, he always every time, wants peanut butter. He always wants peanut butter. And every time you see him, he looks like a ghost. Like, <laughs> he, he looks like death. At the end of the episode, uh, she finds out that uh, Killmonger... There I go again. Killgrave. <laughs> at the end of the episode, Killgrave, she finds out that Killgrave hired... Malcolm, to follow Jessica around and take pictures. 
And what do you guys think about that discovery? I loved it. Yeah. yeah. That's it, the thing you didn't think it would. He's mm-hmm. the least. He's the last one you would suspect, which is, I think, what she said in the next episode mm-hmm. coming up. It's like, yeah. you dismiss the druggie. Mm-hmm. I like the yep. fact that Kilgrave knew knows Jessica is a capable detective and picked the right person yeah. that she would overlook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if Kilgrave picked someone else, Jessica would have un- unraveled the whole thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that just shows how devious Kilgrave is. Mm-hmm. And how much he knows Jessica. Yeah. They spent a whole year together. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. It was a it was a genius reveal. Yeah. It was a that very was good reveal. Really good. It mm-hmm. made up for that whole thing with the with that married couple it really did i just i just how do those two things happen in the same episode i don't understand they don't fit no, no, and then we right. don't hear from them or see them ever again it's just like okay and we're away. done with that they're just gone and now we got you know malcolm giving pictures to kill uh Kilgrave. yeah and and i'm like I, this feels like i just shifted episodes but it does. Yeah. You know what? Also, too, I feel like they could have gotten rid of Kamala Harris, got rid of her completely, <laughs> yeah. and they could have just had Jessica at um, Hogarth's office listening to the people who have been Kilgraved. Because that was also great detective work, trying yeah. to find that common thread in everyone's um, dealings with Kilgrave. And they could have um, expanded more on that yeah. as than focusing on whatever they had Rather than on. a little montage. Yeah. Like, He's bald. Blonde hair, yeah. like you know, yeah, yeah. He had yellow eyes, right? He, he made me go to. A he was 7-11. Asian. <laughs> yeah, he was Asian, African American. Yeah, like, and I'm like, that's great detective work right yeah. there. And she was and, all, and and because of that, yeah. it led her to find out right. who was taking pictures because right. uh, the guy re- uh, revealed that he was his chauffeur. Right. Yeah, Kilgrave's chauffeur. I think I think this show wanted that montage to be comedic, but I feel like that type of comedy is like beneath this show. Like a montage, like, yeah. I it should have just been an actual B plot, mm-hmm. yeah. Because the comedy from this show is more sarcasm and irony than mm-hmm. like a montage. Like that's yeah. something like like in the like the MCU movies. Yeah, it's true. That's a, another common thread. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about that first Iron Man movie where remember that montage of building the suit montage and all these different accidents would happen <laughs> to him. Oh yeah, when he was trying to get the suit to work, like that that fits. But doing that in Jessica Jones is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with Fergie. They should uh, expand. They should expand yeah. that whole story. Yeah, well, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was. Well, that's our review of episode four. Um, before we get into episode five of Jessica Jones, um, I just wanted to quickly shout out to, you know, give a shout out to our listeners and our fans, those of us who have been listening to this uh, podcast and following us from episode one to when, uh, remember that, when our audio quality sheesh. was like, you know, shot sheesh. to death. It was, sheesh. it was bad. Um, and uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to David. He gave us a call. And gave us a shout out, and I'm gonna go ahead and play this message. Uh, hi, so um, I just want to call and say you guys do an amazing job, and I think a lot of people see that. You know, just keep doing it, keep you know making these podcasts. Uh, as I definitely worth listening to, and I think a lot of people will agree with that. I give you guys a you know a nice little. I give you guys a nice little you know, score of integer overflow, but uh, definitely continue working on uh, making amazing podcasts, and you could uh, get to sign over 10. Uh, hope you guys appreciate this review. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. So we have our way of ranking things and grading things, and it turns out our friend David has a way of ranking things too. Uh, David, we want to thank you for calling in and uh leaving that review anything you guys want to say to david yeah david uh keep being yourself man i do have a request if anyone calls into the future i'd love to know what your favorite episode is now that we have Uh, at least what 50 under our belt mm, yeah i feel like it says a lot about you Mm. um when you tell us what your favorite episode is this is true yeah 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 no i I would second everything that rinaldi said and 
Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for like 50 plus episodes. So the fact that you've been faithful <laughs> yeah. to it and listening to us for that long, like really appreciate you for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so if uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you want to share, uh, if there's a, a favorite comment, a favorite quote, uh, or if you disagree with Rinaldi and you want to jump on that train, whatever it is, um, you it's a can, long train. It's a very long train, yes. But you can call 617-299-6644 and let us know what is your favorite episode. What episode stuck out to you as you listened to 50-plus episodes of the Marvelous Friends podcast? So going into episode five of Jessica Jones, it starts with Jessica Jones at her old job. Okay, this is where we're traveling back in time a little bit to get some context about a thing. And... Uh, she basically, uh, you know, extorts her boss. I think it's her boss, right? Yeah, her supervisor. Um, her supervisor. And um, basically, she she leaves the job, you know, hangs out with Trish again from way back then. And uh, they end up at a bar. Uh, this guy starts, he comes to this table and he hits on Trish. Jessica goes, you know what? Tell you what, I will challenge you to the punching bag game thing over there that you find in arcades. And um, turns out she's got these powers. She's strong. She wins the game, and he gets to back off. And that's how this episode starts as a flashback. Um, Oh, you forget that. um, Not just that she wins the game or whatever. Wait, no, actually, never mind. That might be later. I think there's another flashback of when she. When she's a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's later. Sorry, I jumped ahead. That's okay. Yep. So we get that backstory um, as an introduction to now we're following uh, Malcolm as Jessica's following Malcolm. Uh, Jessica just found out that Malcolm has been taking her picture. So she's trying to follow him and see what's really going on. Okay. Uh, What did we think about this episode? Because that's really the main plot is Kilgrave, Jessica, and Malcolm. And there's other things that happen in there. But what's what's one thing that jumped out at you as you watched this episode? I really liked how... This episode is I feel like it's 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 almost like this episode it feels like the uh there's no hypotheticals anymore. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Cuz I think before this episode in my in, in in my defenses of Trish what has come up is okay, we got to figure out how to stop Kilgrave. We got to come up with a plan. Trish, you need to like relax. Just keep a low profile while we figure something out and i feel like this episode it's like all the hypotheticals related to that are gone Mm. and it's time to like act Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is jessica it's time to act not trish (laughs) and so i like how this episode kind of pushes us in that direction Mm -hmm. yeah the the action is starting to take place like there's some engaging and and there's no speculation on what's going on things are starting to become a reality yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I think that this is, it's a good episode, mm-hmm. but very, very frustrating. Because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Simpson, dog. Trish and Simpson. Actually, everybody, I think, got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even Jessica. Oh, wow. Even Jessica. Even Jessica. This club? She just, well, <laughs> for good, I mean, okay. Now, I guess for good reason, but she was just like, because she wants to control things. Mm-hmm. She's just like super angsty and edgy. And then Trish is, I don't know what she's trying to do. Like, <laughs> because like, okay. So, cause like Jessica. Elise, and, you want to be careful. Cause she's starting to sound like me now. No, well, yeah, because, because, because y'all I had this intervention. Yes, y'all had yes. an intervention for Rob, and now you. Well, no, there's not going to be. No, no, no. There's no intervention. A, no intervention. No, last episode. she No, was, no, that's not what I meant. It's you guys were unhappy with how Rob was sounding about Jessica, and now you're sounding- no over. Oh, well, okay, all right. Just to back up, okay. right? So overall, I still like Jessica, but she even her was like, but I think that she, I probably found her frustrating because of like just the dynamic between the three of them, between Jessica, Trish, and Simpson. Just like the three of them was just like ah, because they can't. They're trying to agree, and they can't. Simpson keeps trying to do stuff and insert himself. And then Jessica's like, nah, 
we're going to do it this way. And then Trish is here saying, oh, this, oh yeah, let me help with this and that. And she's trying to also kind of be like, no, Simpson, we don't need you, but then we kind of need you. And then like, it's just like, why are y'all talking? <laughs> and so it's just like, I don't know. But yeah, Simpson is the one who pisses me off the most because it's like, there's something, and there, it seems like there's something up with him. And I think Jessica said something like that, like, oh, uh, ah, what was she saying? Something about, because he was saying, oh, I have XYZ experience. I was on mm-hmm. this thing. And forces. Yeah. And she was like, okay, so then, so why are you gone? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. clearly there was something wrong with you if you're not there. Like, okay, you're trying to hype yourself up and say, oh, I can do this because you know, here's my resume, but it's like, okay, sir, <laughs> why are you still not, why are you not on special forces anymore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did I, like how he, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I agree with you a thousand percent at least. Everyone was tripping this episode, but for me, who takes a cake is Trish yet again, because <laughs> after Kilgrave escaped or whatever, we have Trish coming with her tail between her legs, sitting up to Jess being like, it's my fault. I should have done I should have done this. I should have done that. I'm like, stop making this about you. It's not about you. Like mm-hmm. you all messed up. It's not because you're a normal human being or whatever. Like stop, stop um, viewing it from that angle. Mm-hmm. And she is the weakest link by far. Yeah, yeah, she definitely is the weakest link. But I think that's why she's with the cop because they both have the same issue. They have a lot in common. Because the mm-hmm. cop did that in the other episode. He like Rob was like, bro, get over yourself. You're not the only one that's been. Controlled by Kilgrave. And then this episode, you're like, Trish, <laughs> you're a normal human being. Like, relax. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like two peas in a pod to me. Yeah, everybody. They both have the same kind of problem. Yeah. Uh, you got you got Steve Rogers Light, and then you got Trish. And in one way, shape, or form, they're both making this about them. And they're mm-hmm. both blonde, too. <laughs> well, you made that. That's an, you I mean, made that's, that observation. I, I, that's more of a joke. But it just... But yeah. I... I don't think that there's like a common thread or anything. I do. I yeah. think there's a common thread with like, the blonde. No, no, no. That was that's what I'm talking about. That's what I was referring to. Making a joke. That's what I was referring to. But at this point, I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not giving Steve Rogers Light a chance. Simpson. I'm not giving him a chance. I I already am convinced that this is who he is. I going mean, he's forward. designed to be like a troublemaker. Like. This sure. Was, this was intentional. Sure. So. And now that I know this, yeah. great. I'm not moving. Well, I, I knew it the minute he showed up on screen. Yeah. That and when he harasses Malcolm for no reason whatsoever well, okay. in the he last actually episode. Actually, no, no, no. You me. know what? I wanted to comment on that. In the previous episode, uh, Jessica and, and Simpson, they walk in a hallway. He turns. He sees Malcolm and he thinks Malcolm's looking at him weird or something, right? I think he was on to something. Yeah, yeah he, he actually he, happened to he be was right. Actually suspicious. Yeah, he was suspicious. Because was he now? Could he have handled that differently? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. One thousand yeah. percent. But he was suspicious. Of, he was on to something. He there is a Steve Rogers in a Steve Rogers light, because in that moment I thought about the first mm. Avengers movie, where Cap was like, "Wait a minute, we're mi- we're missing the bigger picture here. We need to figure out what what's Loki doing." Yeah. yeah, I mean, he could be useful. He just has yeah. these issues that yep. you know. He's Steve Rogers without on. the good natured. Right, uh, he's not a good man. But even with that being said, Trish is the most the weakling. Like she's cons- she, you can rely on her <laughs> to be annoying. Yep. And yeah, like, but I think I like I've said before. I think Trish just has FOMO. You know. She doesn't want to mm-hmm. sit around and be the housewife because that's kind of what Jessica's. And I and again again I get, like, I get I get I get why she has to be that because she don't got no powers. I'm just saying well, for Trish, that's that's just not a attractive. But but scenario. My only thing because I I can understand that right. My only thing is to to wrestle with that, not want to be that so bad. To where you want to just thrust yourself into a situation where it's like <laughs> super dangerous. Yeah, it's just like the black. It's like Black Widow syndrome. Like yeah. you, oh you're in gosh. a you're in a place that you don't belong. Okay, you're gonna get hurt, or you're gonna make the mission very difficult for everybody else because <laughs> now they got to babysit you. 
Yeah. And sure enough, like in the end, okay. So for our listeners, at this point in the episode, um, they're following Malcolm. They 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 come up with this plan to like it's basically this whole sting operation. It's it was a crazy operation, and uh, they catch him. They catch him. There's a dart to his throat. He gets knocked out, and they catch him. He's in the van, and they 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 drive to this location. And as they're coming out of the van, another car pulls up, and this huge fight breaks out. And the men who pull up, they have these tasers in their hands. Mm. And sure enough, everybody gets hit with tasers. Who gets knocked out with one hit? Trish. Yeah. Who complains about the one hit? Trish. Trish. Never mind that Kilgrave got, got like, never mind that the fact that they grabbed Kilgrave. Never mind that they failed at the mission. She got hit with one taser. She's useless. That is Trish. <laughs> she doesn't care about the mission. She doesn't care about Jessica winning this thing over. She doesn't care about any of that. She's just like, oh man, I'm useless. I mean, they're yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they're both flawed. I mean, Jessica scowls at everyone, pushes everyone out, <laughs> and doesn't communicate and is an alcoholic. So that's not a great combination when you're pursuing a but dangerous I criminal. Think- but 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 <laughs> Rob has a point. Trish is is needs to get it together but i think out of everything you just said the only thing that's actually a problem is the alcoholism scowling at someone is not an issue yeah but if you need help because clearly she it's been five episodes and she has not come any closer to capturing Kilgrave. right and when simpson brings that up she has no comeback except jokes about his you know captain america-esque demeanor it sounds like that jessica is also projecting her own negativity or or her own emotions on this guy Mm -hmm. because she's not being defensive because he has skills she's not even denying his his skills i see that's why she accepted him riding along and and finding this location right she's projecting the fact that like okay she like is protective of trish and she doesn't trust any boy or any man that's with trish or whatever so she's like projecting out on him that's all that is yeah, so, but but again, he he made a point, and she right. didn't have a a counter argument exactly. to that point. Right, right. So it 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 kind of begs the question: like, wouldn't it help you to be more a uh, willing to communicate with people in a way that uh, is like uh, efficient? I have a question for you guys then, because you bring up a very very good because this is a problem. Right. Yeah. Jessica clearly needs help to find Kilgrave. She and and a part of it is like, does she actually want to catch him? Because every time she comes close, she like gets this panic attack. But if say you are Jessica Jones in the situation, right? Yeah. You are not far from catching Kilgrave, and the resources you have to catch Kilgrave is Trish, Steve <laughs> Rogers, Light, and possibly Malcolm. Yeah. How confident do you feel about that resource? I mean, About you're not confident, but at the end of the day, you you need help. Like, do you, do that's you, that's like no matter it, it could be. I hate to bring this up, but it could be a hobo, oh, a college dropout. <laughs> oh my god, a college dropout go. and an elderly lady that talks too much. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the, the your roster or your your party, you know RPG reference. Sure, you <laughs> still need help. That's that's inescapable. Right, right. <laughs> Help is necessary. Fergie, d- w- with, if you had, if you were Jessica and you had these three at your disposal mm-hmm. for a resource, mm-hmm. for possible help, and it, these are your only options mm-hmm. at the time, will you take it? Absolutely not. Okay, I'm and like, why is, not? Is um, Luke busy, first of all? And she Oh, want, you... Mm-hmm. But this is where Jessica messed up because she doesn't want Luke to get involved because she got feelings for him. No, it's because right. she killed... Oh, never mind. No, well, no, it's <laughs> yeah, feelings. She, she yeah. didn't kill his wife. But honestly, but, no, if if the wife situation yeah. wasn't involved, she would welcome in yeah. Luke right. in all of this. She, yes, she yeah, would. she would. Yeah, she, she would. would. One thousand percent. Because like, she was would. it this episode where she couldn't even go back to his apartment because of like the picture in the medicine cabinet? JK. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. I don't know. I don't I don't see Jessica as a team player at all. No, she's no, not. We're no. not, we're not she, saying that's, she that's is. not it. But I, but but I, I believe what Fergie's saying. She would work with Luke after what they um when they had to fight those guys off in the bar. Yeah, yeah they I think they could have had a partnership, but because of what she did. Yeah. I think yeah. she's capable of working together with someone, 
if they're, um, there's a common goal or there's something in it for both of them. Well, why does Luke care about Kilgrave? Kilgrave did nothing to him. She can convince him of a way. Like, he yeah, can well, control everyone. Yeah, well, if they both care for each other, yeah. she could just be like, hey, you, you know what? There's there's a, another guy out there, Scott Powers. I need your help with this. Yeah. I think he'd be willing to do it. I he seems know. like a good nature. Yeah, like, exactly. Here's you know? the thing. Because if, if, he's a good guy. Here's the thing. Right. If we remove the circumstances of Kilgrave, and it was someone that actually tried to harm someone, he like, let's say a random... Like Siri, uh, uh, domestic terrorist shot Luke's friends. Right? Let's use that. Mm-hmm. And they had to work together to find this guy. I think they would do great. So I'm not disputing that. Like, okay. uh, my only thing is, I feel like Luke doesn't want to get involved with anything unless it directly like affects him. Mm-hmm. So I think it would take Kilgrave hurting someone he really cared about, or Jessica literally saying, "Yo." Like or Jessica lying and kind of fudging the truth and saying, "Well, uh, Kilgrave was involved with your wife's death." You there, know? then there you yeah. go. So that's well, how you get him. That, yeah, maybe doing that would. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say too, like if you look at um, other superheroes, like their number two knows their place. These guys don't really understand. Like, okay, let's support and help Jess. They they want to be on the front lines too, and so mm-hmm. that's where they. They always fall short. Yeah, that makes because you don't see. Egos. Yeah, like, you don't like see Ned. Pepper be- Potts being like, "Oh, let me let me help you out, Tony. Let me jump on your back and let's take the bad <laughs> guys down you got together." So Bucky, so be- Bucky and Sam Wilson yeah. understood and respected their. Place. They understood the assignment, yeah. bro. Yeah. So be so be like Ned. Be the man in the chair. Like, that's yeah, it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. But I think the problem is, is that like Trish, Trish got Trish got some. Something's going on with Trish. But you know what's so frustrating, Some, and I said this earlier, is that she, it's not that she's incapable. It's that this isn't her her strong suit. Like, she's rich. She's famous. Supply the weapons. Supply the car. She supply doesn't the want facility, that. She, guys, but that's guys, it. Guys, she doesn't want that. She and that's, has a compulsion. That's well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, that's it's what a, I'm saying. That's a, what's annoying about her. It's a philosophical question of, you know, of, of the, the woman or the man who has everything and just doesn't want it. She wants something more. Right, that's my my whole yeah. issue with her. That's yeah. it. But I find that interesting because I don't. I mean, I can make a list of twenty super, you know, focused, supportive number twos. Like, there's like a dozen, two dozen of those characters. Like, I I don't know. Okay. I find it <laughs> first no, one but, out. <laughs> but I find it I find it interesting because she doesn't want to sit back and be the pretty little girl in the castle. Like, she wants. She's she's. She wants a, a purpose. She she doesn't feel like she has any purpose. So, like the money, right. it, it, it's kind of like, you know, some celebrities feel that way. They're like, yeah, I just don't care about this money because it, it has no meaning. Right. So I don't think what we're saying is, uh, I think we're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think with Trish, it's not that she doesn't have a role or a place like why you inserting yourself, right? Yeah. It's why you're inserting yourself in this way. Right. She constantly insists on being the hero. Yeah. As in, she wants to be, pun intended, in the driver's seat. She wants to be uh, the person to save the day. Uh, That's what she wants to be. And I think it's a product of her her upbringing Mm -hmm. because she's like... I don't even know what you call child it. Actress. Child star. actor. Child star. Child star, child actor. Like when you grow up in, I mean, not that I have, <laughs> but I imagine that if you grow up in that, you're constantly told that you can do it. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. Yes, this. Yes, that. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. Finally, you have something that you cannot do. And she will refuse to listen to that. No, nah, mm-hmm. I look at it differently. I feel like when you grow up and I've watched documentaries of Britney Spears and all these child stars. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude in um, one of the actors in Growing Pains. Okay. Um, all these child stars talk about how every aspect of their life is controlled. I was going to get to And that so too. that's why I think mm-hmm. she's so obsessed with like asserting she herself. She wants control. Because she wants to do something. Mm-hmm. And Jessica, again, correctly mm-hmm. says, yo, you're going to have to sit tight and do nothing. And to her, that's like a PST, PTSD. Yeah. Because the child stars... That's what they were told by their agents, their their yeah. the director, parents. the screenwriter, fans, the parents, security guards. In a sense, you could say that they were both struggling with the control thing because I totally agree with what you were saying, Rinaldi. That was my thought process of like Trish was 
probably always told, do this, do that, and whatever. And she's trying to get control. And in the same way, Jessica had the control issue where Kilgrave came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just directed her life yeah, for we, however long. We we're watching the scene in the background, right? R- yeah. Right before Kilgrave uh, first meets Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're right. She was a very kind of... She, I mean, her life wasn't perfect, but mm-hmm. Jessica had the freedom to do make her own choices. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when Kilgrave walks in, that's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. In a second. So they've both, each of them have gone through that moment of like, I can't do anything. I'm powerless. Mm-hmm. Someone else is having the say over my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, and again, obviously I'm kind of making assumptions because we don't have all of trisha's backstory Mm -hmm. but we have we have some good hints Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. good clues we got child star jessica's freaking out about her mom and her she has these trisha has these patterns Mm -hmm. so you can kind of i can you know you can kind of see okay this seems like a child star kind of thing um and i think yeah with jess right in one second, her, her all the control is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as Kilgrave speaks, I like it. We're untangling this. <laughs> yeah, this is. Never mind. Getting analog. Yeah, yes. no, no. This yes. show makes me think along these lines. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to pretend that Trish isn't annoying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. She's still I, annoying. We understand. Yeah. We get it. Why? She's, but she's still she's annoying. Very, yeah. You're you're an idea person. Yeah. You captured the idea first, and then you're willing to let go of. Mm-hmm. If someone's annoyances and and it takes a lot to annoy me, (laughs) it takes a lot. Like I'm very patient with characters. Mm. It takes. I mean, we are the opposite. It took me two (laughs) Captain Marvel watches for me to hate. Yeah, even Captain Marvel. Even as we were talking about Trish and like the child actor thing, I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's Trish. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. When I'm when I hate a character. It's bad because it takes it, it. You have to you have to strike out a lot. Yeah. Because that's why with, with Captain Marvel, it's like, bro, I gave you so many chances. Yeah. And you just pissed them all away. It's almost like the character is bad, and the idea wasn't executed, or the idea was bad. Of Trish? No, no, no. Of uh, oh. Captain Marvel. Oh. Yeah. It's like it's just like, dag. You just like, how does this fit within the MCU? Yeah. Like at least with Trish it fits with like okay, this is their dynamic and this is these are these are the problems it causes for Jessica and blah blah blah. Yeah. But with Captain But anyway, the point is uh-huh. I, I don't I don't get annoyed with characters easily. Right. I'll say this one last thing though. I think it's very interesting how um through our MCU um watch we are begging for more complex female characters, and I feel like we're getting all of them in one like character. in this show injected <laughs> into our bloodstream. Yes, yeah. yes, and this it's very good. interesting. This is good. So I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah, you're just you're just responding. To yeah, what yes. yeah. Trish, Trish, again, even me, the defender of Trish. I'm like, girl, you try to finesse your way into to being an Uber driver. Like, come on. Like, really? Like, really? Because I think, what's that? You, Elise, that was like, well, she did, or it was a you, Rob. It was like, well, she did have a reasonable yeah. role in this mission. She was the, yeah. driver. the driver. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. She finessed that. She could, yeah, you she did. Homeboy could have got one of his, his homies from back in the military days to do that. Yeah, she finessed it. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question then, Rinaldi, then, because you bring up a good point. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Who is your least favorite character on this Ooh. show? Oh, on this show right now? Yes. At this point. Because I feel like you like everybody because yeah, all these good I ideas. I feel like every if I had to to do like a ranking, like who's at the bottom, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hogarth. Oh wow. Really? And again, and okay, again, right. and at again. This part, I like episode five, you yes. say Hogar. Yeah, well, okay. So, so, okay. I can point. get behind but, that. I can but get behind I like that. I like her too. But if I had if someone forced me to pick one, uh, she's Dang. the she's the one you like least. Because she went to her ex girls like that favorite restaurant bit, with yeah. her mistress. Like yeah. what? In That's the world? what turned you off from her? Just that? I mean, again, this is by default. I still like her because okay, okay, it shows okay. how like bloodthirsty. Yeah, this is this is like, the least favorite. Yeah, this is just least, least favorite because I I, I still making, like her. I'm making the assumption that you you like every character in this show. So no, I do. Yeah, I do. exactly. Yeah. So so <laughs> I like your every least character. favorite is Hogarth at this point. 
Yeah. Wow. I'm going to come and back then, to that and then question second, later on. A close second is, is the cop. Okay. But the yeah. reason why I don't put him at the bottom is because he's supposed to be annoying. Interesting. So, but, interesting. Like, wait, wait, he wait, just wait. is. What? That's the whole point. He's supposed to be you, you like Horgarth less than Steve Rogers' light? At this point, yes. Wow. Wow. Zero Coke Steve Rogers. Rogers. Now, again, at this point, like, it's going to get worse for the cop. Then I'll start. Yeah, we'll have to to tune in with you. Yes, yes. So those of us listening... Please follow along in our next yeah, no, couple I of don't episodes. Yo, we've had this full conversation and Kilgrave appeared on screen for like five minutes. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode, or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is is the Marvelous Friends Podcast. But it could be a hobo, a college dropout, and an elderly lady that talks too much.